Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Hello and welcome as always, and thank you for joining us. We are always delighted to spend our time with you the next 45 minutes or so. So thank you for joining us. And I am Mark Cohen, and she is Marcia Collier, and lots of interesting stories today. How is the news issues going on affecting your data privacy? Field of Ring TV Extra, I'd like to do that. And we'll give you some uh, early prime day sales. So Marcia, how are you? Oh, well, it's hot. But yeah, you know, it's, yeah. I, I, it, I've been reading things and you take a look at the pictures when you watch the news mm-hmm. and they have the whole comp- country up in flames. Like these temperatures never occurred before in the history of mankind. I know. I know. Right. I really mean, seriously, crazy. it's it's almost as if like they have no other news. So let's make this horrifying and scare people and the whole thing. Folks, yeah. these temperatures have occurred before. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. This is nothing new. It's just we're going through a really bad spate of it, and that is because of global warming and climate change. Yeah. But it, it's it again. The world is not catching on fire right now. No, no, not not quite yet. Uh, so, uh, so lots of stuff going on in the world right now. I mean, an incredible amount of things going on in the world. Uh, and we don't do politics, needless to say, on this show. But there are some issues, tech issues, involved with the uh, Roe versus Wade decision. And Marcia, let, let's talk a little bit about those. Okay, let me let me kick this off myself as a woman, <laughs> and let me just make a quick statement. You know, there wasn't tech when I was growing up. And mm-hmm. abortions were illegal. And every girl in college walked around with some bizarre phone number that they got from somebody else that may or mm-hmm. may not be going to a doctor in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up on Miami Beach, so that was like the closest place. Right. And uh, it was terrifying, the whole idea of having to go through, and backstreet abortions were a horrible thing in those days. And dangerous, terribly dangerous. And very dangerous. And many women do get pregnant before they are ready to have children. So I'm not making a, a, a judgment for anybody. I believe it should be your own decision, yep. you know, whatever you can live with. Um, but there are some tech things that we came across. First, Mark... I want you to talk about the Google searches, but first let me talk about the period tracking apps. Yeah, please. Okay. Well, I found it fascinating that now you have an app that will track your period, and they go pretty deep in collecting data. Um, Your cycle will be in there when you, the best days to get pregnant, when the best days are, you know, for the such things, when the safest days are. Now, this collects a lot of data. And what are you, you know, what's going to happen to this data now? 26 states were certain or likely to ban abortions at this point. Now, if this happened, think about it. It's not just a period apps. It's all the health apps that we really should be, um, you know, worried about. The law bans abortion as soon as cardiac activity is detectable. Now, who knows that some apps will not be able to detect that over a, you know, a 
a watch or a fitness band or something like right. that. So privacy policies have always been super important, and now even more. I mean, we're going to talk about a Facebook uh, privacy issue later in the show, mm-hmm. but when you think about the laws and the lawsuits, um, Mashable had a very interesting article about you know, which apps store, if you're going to use an app like this, check to see if it's storing the data on your phone or on your device or if it sends it to the cloud. If it sends it to the cloud, you have no guarantee, absolutely no guarantee. I mean, there was a period tracking app, very popular called Flow, which mm-hmm. had 43 million users. And last, just, just last year, it reached a settlement with the FTC regarding allegations the app didn't inform users about where their data was being shared. Folks, you got to listen to these privacy statements. I know it's boring to read. And what I do when I load an app, one of the first things I do is I look for, is the data going to be sold? I mean, you don't have to read the whole thing. Just search it. Control F, you know, or whatever you want to do. And if it's going to be sold, where is it going to be stored? You know, data is so lucrative. And data collection and user profiling, this is the core of most apps. you got to know, free isn't free. So keep in mind, Andrea Ford, um, a research fellow at the University of Edinburgh, uh, she's really against this, and Evan Greer, Digital Rights Advocacy Group, Fight for the Future. Now, he says something really important, and this is where I am on this. Data stored in health apps prior to SCOTUS decisions probably don't pose much of a risk. However, I would caution people who menstruate to stop using any type of app to track their menstrual health if they have any expectation of having a presence in states which are expected to ban abortion. So, you know? Yeah, good advice. Women went for decades without tracking this stuff. And Mark, you found something about searches. Yeah, I mean, this is, I have to say, this borders on the, forget which side of the debate you're on, because like I say, we don't really, we're not going to debate what's right or wrong about Roe versus Wade. But because the Supreme Court just overturned it, obviously, there are apparently already um, immediate abortion bans and restrictions across 16 states. And the issue is that there is concern that the digital trail of people for who are seeking abortions can become criminal evidence against them in some states where abortions were previously prosecuted, meaning that they'll be tracking what you do on the Internet. Uh, there's even, for example, Oklahoma and Texas, which have so-called what they call bounty hunter laws in place, rely on civil enforcement of abortion restrictions by promising $10,000 or more to would-be informants who successfully sue abortion providers and uh, also look for abortion seekers. So all of a sudden they're turning people into cops and and it just, to me, that's just God awful. Right, and tracking your searches doesn't have to be just done by Google if you feel maybe Google won't be doing it or DuckDuckGo. Right. It could be, if it's on your phone, it could be any app that's tracking your searches. Absolutely. You just, it's scary that you have to worry that if you type in something, 
you know, we've seen so many TV shows where, you know, how do I murder my spouse? And it always <laughs> comes up in the, you know, in the search thing. But this this borders on really getting scary that they would use something like that in a search and try to go after you because you searched for an abortion or whatever else that, you know, that you did. So I think you just have to really be careful now, sadly, about what you do because, uh, you know, if you're in one of those states, look, if you're in California, not a problem, or in other states where they're never going to ban ab- abortions. But if you're in a state, you know, that does look for criminal penalties for people, uh, that's a real frightening issue. And, I, you know, I, I, and I don't know what to say, Marcia. I, do you, we, we just stop looking for controversial things, you know? Um, I would say if you're going to do it, uh, go t- use a VPN. I don't know right. how much that's going to help you. Uh, no. Use an uh, incognito window in Google. Right. Right. And do- that doubled with a VPN may help. I would say go to the library and use their computer and don't yeah. sign in yeah. on any of your accounts. Yes, and wear uh, and wear gloves so your fingerprints don't show up on the keyboard. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, it gets to the ridiculously crazy stage here. So you just have to be careful, sadly, with what you do. You know, it reminds me a little bit. You know, all these stories going around now of people getting phone calls and emails from people saying, "Oh, I saw you watching porn on the internet, and we have videos of you." watching porn and if you don't pay us five thousand dollars we're going to turn over or we're going to release in public or something like that so there's a lot of people out there using scams as the alleged things and probably be careful because you'll probably see something like this you know just in the last few days if you had been on your your uh your browser, which almost everybody in the country was probably doing, is searching things about abortion right now. Uh, does that come back and bite you in the butt? I mean, I don't know. It just really gets frightening, and I and I think we all have. to Or be a here's bit another kid. idea: have someone who is not of childbearing age do your searches for you. Huh? Huh? Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. You yeah. know, because if they came back to them and they went, ah, wait a minute, but they do. Uh, it is a crime to abet and aid. So I don't know. I say go to the library. Yeah, yeah I think you're probably <laughs> right. I just, it's sad that we all have to go through that. And uh, that's, you know, that's the latest Anyway, story. some yeah. good news. Some good yeah, news. Please. Yay, um, we need good news today. <laughs> there was a $90 million class action settlement against Facebook, which, you know, I'm, we've talked about class action. I'm, we're not giant fans of it, but $90 million is significant. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if did, were you on Facebook between the spring of 2010 and fall of 2011? Oh, I'm sure I was. I've been on Facebook okay. forever. Now, did you notice when you went to other websites that you'd see the Facebook thumbs up sign uh, on stories or different things yeah. on a, on yeah. other websites? Well, then you can join in. Cool. <laughs> Which you know is great. Just uh, so people will know, the website to go to is, and you have until September to sign up, is fbinternettrackingsettlement.com. Okay, that's where you sign up. And, of course, the lawyers are going to get a bunch of money, probably a third of the money. (laughs) Um, But that's still not enough to make me want to become a lawyer. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, because it's only one in every zillion lawyers. But anyway, that is the class action website, and you have to give it your Facebook name and some how long you've been in Facebook, and what the heck, $90 million 
because technically they were following around all those likes onto different websites and they followed you and they weren't supposed to be doing that. So if you are, you know, between April 22, 2010, September 26, 2011, and you were a Facebook user and you visited non-Facebook websites that displayed the Facebook-like icon, right now go to FB Internet. I mean, you can pause the podcast for a second. FB Internet Tracking Settlement.com and sign up. Yeah, there you go. And, you know, I'm sure I'll offend some of our listeners by saying this, but I've always hated all lawyers. I just do. I'm sorry. Uh, so of the $90 million settlement, I think $89 million goes to the lawyers and a million goes to everybody else. So you get about $0.39, cents, but why not? Go for it, right? Well, no you know, I think your chances on this one, because they have the specific dates, um, and not everybody is signing up for it. I know I did not get an email about it. Yeah, I don't remember and getting I, one either. I was clearly a member, and I clearly saw it. So, you know, submit a claim. It couldn't hurt. Uh, right. Lawyers usually get, what, 20%, 30% of it. But still, $90 million yeah. is a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. I should, By the way, I should say, I did like Matlock and Perry Mason from those old lawyer shows. So, uh, you know, I shouldn't say I hate all lawyers, but that's not true. Just the ones on TV I like. Um, Question. Okay, so, uh, we're going to talk later about shows. Did you yeah. love Lincoln Lawyer? I love it. You know, I haven't, I haven't watched it yet. I'm waiting oh my to see. Gosh. i got so many things. We yeah. binged it. It was so Was so it? Okay. Rough. Oh, gosh. I have, yeah, I have my list. We'll talk about that later. So Google has always been really great about helping you with a multitude of different kinds of features. And now apparently uh, there are eight Google tracking fe- travel features rather that makes your trip uh, planning easier. So how do they work? Well, it's, it's amazing. I use Google Flights and have been using it for years. It's just gotten better and better and better. Um, and I use it, you know, for do I want to go to this place? How much is it? I want to get an idea. Go to Google, and I'll say flights LAX to LHR, which is Los Angeles Airport to London. Right. And it can list all of the flights. You can put in your dates. You can put in your your class that you want to fly, and it will give you prices. It always displays economy first, and it has a way to let you know if currently the prices after you've selected dates – are really high for that time of year, or if they're low, if it's a good deal to buy them right now. Personally, I recently just did that, and I said, the heck with it, and I used miles to get a free trip. (laughs) Oh, good. Okay. But I always, always, this is the place to go. I believe it's flights.google.com, or just, you know, type in Google Flights in the browser window, Mm -hmm. and you'll get there, and select any dates to find the best deals. That's any yeah, that's, dates. That's a nice feature. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I um, like also uh, the uh, the restaurant feature is nice where you can make reservations in Google Maps. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, uh, I do that all the time also. I go into Google Maps, but I generally, it usually points to some other organization. Have you noticed that? Yeah, you mean um, takes you to a different app? Yeah, it'll take you to Open Table website or it'll take you somewhere else, which is fine mm. with me. But I mean, I just went to the Getty recently and because uh, I love the restaurant at the Getty. So now you have to book your 
tickets to get into the Getty. Right. Which you didn't before. And so I did that. And then I did the reservation for lunch. And it was simple and easy. And you don't have to jump around. You don't have to use extra apps. Yes, Google is getting your data, granted. But you're giving it to one source. You're not giving it to some rogue guy who has developed an app who's going to sell it everywhere. Yeah, that's actually nice. One of the other features that I think everybody is going to, that is into electric vehicles now is also tells you where the charging spots are. Uh, and I always thought about that. You know, one, one of my issues of getting an electric vehicle was, you know, I want to drive to Vegas or I want to drive, you know, more than my range. You know, where do I find electric charging stations? So that, that'll help you to find that. And that Oh, and here's another thing that I love that it does. Um, never mind restaurants, Trader Joe's. Trader oh. Joe's can be hell on earth when it's busy, right? Am I right yes, or wrong? Too- the parking oh, lot can be insane. So oh, there are three Trader Joe's that I can kind of choose from, okay? So it has a place where you can search to see how crowded it is. Maps will say something like busy, as busy as it gets. Not so huh. busy. So cool. I search the three Trader Joe's stores, and I see the least busy one. And that's the one I go to, and it's right every time. Except it was in Vermont, so it took you a really <laughs> no, long no, time I, to get I there. No, I do the one, you know, the three in my area. In local area, right. Yeah, because yeah, you can search like Trader Joe's near me. It'll come up with the ones that are near you. You just click on it, and you'll scroll down. You'll see this information. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Kudos to Google for always coming up with you know new ways useful. and innovative ways to help. Useful ways, exactly. Useful ways, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I did TSA when I was flying prior to the pandemic. I haven't flown since you know before the pandemic, but uh, TSA PreCheck has been a very very nice add-on feature. Oh so, yeah. You know, I, I mean, I really like it. It's great. You don't have to take off your shoes. If I, it's been a while, but you don't have to take off your shoes. You don't have to unpack your laptop. So uh, you don't have to take off your belt. You right, don't have belt, to take right. out your liquids. You right. don't have to take off your jacket. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's, cool. it's great, and it's a shorter line generally. Yep. Um, yep. There's a non-refundable eighty-five dollar fee that covers mm-hmm. the cost of a background check. You go online. I just search P- TSA PreCheck, and you can apply for it online, but you are going to have to go in and meet with somebody. <laughs> You're going to, really? first of all, yeah, yeah, you have to go in and meet with somebody. And they have, they'll, they'll ask you a couple of questions. And I went in for global entry and TSA PreCheck at the same time. Right. And I'd forgotten I'd been to Canada the previous year. I mean, it's easy to forget. I mean, Canada's just like the United States, yeah, right? right? Yeah, exactly. This, all <laughs> so the people are nicer. Yeah, exactly. I didn't remember. And the guy started grilling me because, like, I Uh-oh. didn't remember the trip. You know, where have you been traveling? Munich. No, I never said Canada because to me it wasn't travel. But yeah, right. anyway, you have to talk to a guy or a lady, and they aren't fooling around. And you get a known traveler number that you put on any airline's website where you're booking tickets. And bada bing, bada boom, it shows up on your boarding pass. And and it's great. And the application centers are near the airports. So, you know, they're gonna you're gonna need lots of ID. I'd bring everything you can bring. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know. Um, but it's definitely worth it. 
And then I find out, and this was just recently, I fly American Airlines a lot. Uh, American Airlines or Delta are kind of my two favorite. And now American Airlines has a thing called mobile ID. Okay, mm-hmm. so this is base that you already have TSA pre-check, right? Right. But now you don't even need a boarding pass. Yeah, that's cool. You have mobile ID with American Airlines, and all you have is a QR code. So it's absolutely seamless. Now, the one thing this does do is it does scan your eyes, okay? They say, take a photo of the face. Yeah, it's scanning your eyes. Uh, Trust me, I've been to lots of airports where I could... I knew they were scanning my eyes, but what are you going to do when you're waiting to get into a country and it's scanning your eyes? You say, I don't want you to do that. They're going to say, I don't want you to come into our country. Yeah, exactly. You got to do it. You know, governments are one thing. I still don't want tech companies scanning my eyes. That's just me, me, my privacy issue. Yeah, But I I agree. They scan your eyes. You have to have their airside digital identity app and that's available on ios or android they'll scan your driver's license or passport with the app and the advantage number and you just literally breeze through it when you get to the tsa pre-check you just put down this qr code they get all the data and you just go right through fast private simple and this is from American Airlines. I do believe that more airlines will be following up with this. You know, I think, uh, I could be wrong because uh, I, I say it's been a couple of years since I've flown, but uh, I think uh, Southwest uh, app, you don't have to have a boarding pass. You just get it on your phone. They send it to you on your phone, and it was, again, it was a QR code. And I, I don't think I've had boarding passes for a while. So maybe but other again, airlines as well. For privacy purposes, all it is is a QR code. And they didn't say anything in the article, but just like your vaccines, uh, where they use a smart QR code that can be only read by a specific machine, a QR reading machine, um, I think this is a lot better privacy, a whole lot better privacy. Yeah, that's very cool. Uh, I would definitely still travel with a U.S. passport if you're going overseas, though. Absolutely. Oh, I would definitely do. Absolutely do that. Um, so I, I, I like this story. I was a huge fan, am a huge fan of the movie Field of Dreams. I mean, it was just fantastic. Uh, during the last baseball season, they actually had a game in the Field of Dreams stadium. There's another there. one this year, darling. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and was, I saw and the it, price of the tickets. I'm not going. Well, it's expensive, and it was the, I, I can't remember it was whatever the network was that put that game on actually paid a fortune to yep. get the the stands ready and everything ready. But it was major well, no, they cool. built a separate stadium. Oh, next that's right. To it that's because right. Yeah, not enough people could fill uh, fit in the original Field of Dreams right. stadium. So you can go visit the Field of Dreams stadium when you go to the game. But indeed, the game is actually played in a somewhat larger field right yeah. next door to it i mean really cool and apparently there's going to be a peacock series which i didn't know and i'm excited about about field of dreams i don't know the story i'm assuming it's you know based on the original story uh and baseball. what you can be an extra <laughs> yeah baseball yeah. yeah baseball yeah so what's yeah. this so you it, the filming is uh, planned to take place from september to early october so if you know in fall you kind of have a little free time um, you can go to uh, 
website called what is it? K A A S T dot app. Uh, I don't have it in front of me here, but yes. Um, and you can be at. an extra. I would definitely, if I were in Iowa, uh, Iowa, right? Yeah, it's in Iowa. Yeah, it's um, in Iowa, but, yeah. um, you know, you plan a little trip. What the heck? I think that would be super cool. And by the way, being an extra, which I would never want to do, is just an awful job. I mean, they I know. treat you Standing like crap. Around. Yeah. Stand around for 12 hours. You know, they pay decently. But for this one, I think I'd be more than willing to do it because that seems like a really pretty cool thing to do. Uh, yeah. So, and they're not cha- yeah. charging you to be in the movie, uh, be in this TV series. So I think this is a great idea. So it'll be filming around Labor Day. Uh, just Google Field of Dreams TV series extras if you can't find it on the K-A-A-S-T app, dot app website. Because it's there. I'm looking at it right now. But I can't read you this giant URL. So. Yeah, exactly. So th- this next story g- runs along the lines of really creepy, uh, and it reminds me of a comedian whose name I won't mention because he's a terrible person, but he did a comedy routine. Oh, gosh, you know, this is back when in, he was, you probably all know who I'm talking about, and he was doing stand-up comedy in the 60s, I have no 70s, idea 80s. who you're talking about. <laughs> okay, Bill Cosby. Okay, so he okay, he was so, a great comedian, and great he did comedian. a lot of good things, but he yep. did a lot of bad things, too. Yeah, so you're not kidding. So anyway, so the point of it was he did this routine that he wanted to put a tape recorder in his coffin when he died. And as people walked by, his voice would come out and say, hey, how you doing? Don't I look great? And, you know, that kind of thing. So that reminds me a little bit of the story about what Amazon is allegedly going to be doing. What is that? So they didn't plan, well, yeah, they probably did plan, but they made it look like they weren't going to announce this. But they ran a video at the Mars conference. This is very weird. Um, About Alexa being able to mimic voices. There's That's no weird. timeline for this. So, so don't get all excited like you're going to be able to do it. Although... Right. If I were you, I would definitely make some recordings of elderly relatives right now because what it does is it mimics the voice and supposedly they can, the voice, synthetic voice print can be trained on as little as a minute of audio of the individual it's supposed to be replicating. Uh, I think the more data you give it, the better copy you'd get. And they showed a little video of grandma, dead grandma, reading yep. a story from the tablet to a little kid. Yeah. I mean, that... this this is very cool. Now, security, mm, privacy. Mm. Now, yep. they, there's always concerns about defect, deep fake audio tools. But the truth is, voice cloning software has enabled a bunch of crimes. It does exist. But still, they're relatively unusual. I mean, when you got cameras, why mess around with uh, audio, right? Well, yeah, you know. I have to say back... Oh, no, go ahead. Finish. No, I was going to say, I just think this is just a a little interesting and weird. And again, there's no timeline, but we will let you know here at Computer Technology Radio when it's available. (laughs) 
Yeah, uh, it reminds me back in the 1840s or thereabouts when, uh, not really that far back, but you could go into a recording, um, like a little booth, and record uh, what they used to call LPs, which are still around these days, you know, uh, licorice or whatever you want to call the recordings. And I ran across an old one from my grandfather that was probably done in the 50s or the 60s. Me too. And did you have the same thing? And it was Yeah, just, and I, I played it. it and it fell apart. Oh, gosh. No, mine was fine, and I played it, and it was hearing my grandfather's voice, who's been gone a long time. So I can see where it would be endearing to do something like this, and maybe a little bit on the creepy side as well. So uh, <laughs> it's, you know, it's a cool story. All right, this is the time of the show where we search the planets, the universe, and GameStop for the buy of the week. Thank you, Paul. Uh, if you are a gamer or you're just looking for a nice... Uh, a computer, gaming computer, gaming monitor. Uh, and the monitors are, you know, I guess 27 inches when, when we used to use monitors and they were 12 and 13 and 15 inches. Then they started to expand. And Marcia, you have one. How, how big is the monitor you use? You have a gigantic uh, monitor. Well, I use a 27 inch, but it's an all-in-one. My husband has one of those curved Samsung jobbers. Yep. Yep. It, it's huge. It goes, I'm looking at his desk now. It goes across the whole thing. It's huge. And it yeah. was reasonably priced. It's going. It's like going to a drive-in movie. The screen he has. Yeah, um, exactly. So, um, GameStop has a 27-inch Asus, which is a good quality product. A 27-inch, what they call G-Sync gaming monitor. Uh, it has an ultra-fast refresh rate of 165 hertz, which is excellent for gaming. Uh, it has what they call low motion blur sync, which is also good for gaming. Uh, it's compatible with all HDR10 high dynamic range for color and brightness, and a really nice monitor. So if you you know if you were looking for that gaming monitor, or if you just need a 27-inch monitor, that doesn't mean that you can't get this. You don't have to play games on it. It is available on GameStop today. It's normally 300. $49. It's on sale for $239.98. So uh, under $250 for a 27-inch monitor. I mean, those monitors, when they came out, were five grand, three grand. You know, they were outrageously expensive. Not that many years ago, five, six, seven years ago, you paid a whole bunch of money for those monitors. So again, you can go to um, GameStop, Look for the Asus TUF Gaming 27-inch. It's uh, model number VG27AQ. It's on sale today for $239.98, marked down from $349. And that is our buy of the week. Uh, yep. Marsh, you Good should one. get that for your, for your um, is it Super Mario you loved? Was that what you loved? Or, or Grisel oh, Zelda? You loved Zelda. Zelda. Yeah, yeah, but Zelda. I, if I wanted... I have that old NES classic, remember, that mm -hmm. came out a few years ago, and one of our mm -hmm. reader, uh, one of our listeners, uh, helped me get it. Uh, I can just plug that into a big TV. Well, what do I need? Fart around with a monitor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that, so that's a, uh, that's the buy of the week. Um, okay, uh, here's something you found a story, and I can certainly address this as well. Um, sur solar panels work in blackouts not so fast. That is not how solar panels generally work. Okay, and if you talk about how solar panels work, I'm going to talk about what we did to kind of do an end run around yeah, blackouts. Okay. 
So I've had solar now for about 12 years, and remarkably, it's pumping out solar energy. I, I actually, oddly, think it's working better right now. I don't know if it's because of climate change or whatever happened, but it's generating a lot of electricity. The last two months, I have actually had a net generation of power. But a lot of people are under the misconception that when the sun goes down, your solar energy is stored. Well, that's not the case. Nope. When the sun goes down, there's no energy generating and it kicks to your electrical grid. So you don't go to bed at night. Now, again, granted that at nighttime, we tend to use probably less electricity short of watching TV, uh, you know, after the sun goes down, but they do not store energy unless you have a battery backup, which can run 10 grand. You know, if you want a battery backup, and they may be effective. I don't know how cost-effective they are, but they certainly are effective for use, in, you know, if you want to use them during the night. And they recharge during the day. So that's the only way a backup solar energy panel actually will work. But no, they don't work in a blackout. So you found what is an alternative. Okay, so I f we feel so smart over at my house. We are so smart. Um, there's a company named Gold Zero. And they've been making batteries for quite a while. And we have some of their smaller batteries that came with small solar panels. Mm. Um, now they make big batteries. I mean, it's not the wall, granted. Okay. These, I'm looking at this. You can take them camping and all that stuff. But that's not why we bought it. Because it isn't cheap. Um, the reason we bought it came with two huge boulder solar cells that fold up into a briefcase i mean they're not for permanent installation okay you put them out there you keep your battery charged up uh we got the goal zero 3000x and all we have to do now there is a panel that you can install but i would rather be kind of on the outside of the dwp letting them know right. i have such a thing Yep. So we can run a cord to the refrigerator. Yeah, and which is it, important. It, it will run a full-size refrigerator for 85 hours. Now, let's assume in Los Angeles, we get sun every 12 hours. Right. And it's got, without going into a review on it, because I haven't fully played with it, but it's got a bazillion USB ports. It's got lots of pluggers. You can plug in your router, your um, uh, modem any of your devices and with those very large i mean they they are almost the size mark of the ones you have on your roof ah that's a and big and they sit as an angle i mean they they are really good quality and we bought the kit and as we play with it i will let everybody know but our plan is to keep the main battery charged which you can charge by plugging in at home and if when there is a blackout we're going to go to immediate mode of plugging the refrigerator in because that's the number one thing we care about, Absolutely. right? I mean, Absolutely. you don't want to lose your food. <laughs> no, I agree. And a gas stove will still work. Right, correct. Right, so you, you don't have to worry about that. But your microwave isn't happening. And by the way, I think a microwave would be too too much of a drain on this battery to start putzing around with that. So I'll, I will give reports on how it's working, but... This is a beautiful package from Goal Zero. They have it at a discounted price, and they're making a big push for it. 
So I will let you know how it works, but this is our plan, and I'm very, very excited about it. Yeah, I think that's great. Uh, We put in, as you know, we put in generators a couple of years ago simply because Southern California Edison, uh, you know, uh, much like lawyers, I hate Southern California Edison. And uh, we've had days where we were out four days. So there you go. Your your generator backup will actually... if 85 hours, that's a long time to run. That, a, isn't that uh, a lot on a refrigerator? Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's what it said on the website. So we are going to test it little by little. We're yeah. still in post-wedding mode. My daughter's coming back from honeymoon tomorrow. So, you know, we're not all together signing book contracts. Oh, I didn't want to tell you that, but yeah, I'm signing a new book contract. Nice. nice. So, uh, yeah, so we're pretty busy here. And all, all we know is that we can plug in the refrigerator at this point. So, yeah, that's cool. That's good to know. Uh, yeah, keep us posted. And, I think that's oh, and great. actually, we did charge it up with those big giant panels. And I'm looking oh, yeah, at them okay. right now. They're, they're in a nice-looking, like, kind of briefcase-style thing. It's not tough to unfold them, but more later. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit. Uh, Prime Day's coming up. Is it July 4th? Oh, I, I, you know, I'm not sure what the actual... Prime Day date. Is it actually July 4th weekend, July 4th? Uh, coming up. I, I, believe, I, I, I believe it's July 12th. <laughs> oh, July 12th. Okay. So uh, there are some early Prime deals that you can get on Amazon devices and on Amazon different things. So let me just give you a few to, to take a look at. You can check these out on the net. Uh, and thanks to CNET, uh, who has an article about this. So if you want to go look at CNET.com, it'll give you some of the deals. But uh, Amazon Fire TVs. And we'll Prime about- Day is July 12th through 13th. And they're 12th, already okay. starting the sales. I mean, yeah, they're already. Yeah, right? exactly. Uh, so you've got you can get a uh, TVs from ninety bucks. You can save up as much as seven hundred dollars with Amazon uh, Fire Stick and T- uh, OS. Uh, you can also get up to one hundred and fifty dollars off of Echo Frames. Uh, and let's see, a lunar controller down to forty bucks. You save. Yeah, but you bucks see, my my concern here is we know that they are going to discount Amazon pro- technology like crazy. Uh, yeah, tell me some. Tell me something about tech from other companies. Well, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, you get a Galaxy S22 starting at seven hundred bucks. The Galaxy Z Flip Three is one hundred and fifty bucks off. Four hundred off a Galaxy Z Fold. So what does that make it? Seven thousand dollars when you yeah, get right. four thousand. <laughs> right. You, <know>? uh, <laughs> you can uh, get Apple Watches seventy dollars off of their regular price. Fifty dollars off of their SE watch. Uh, Fitbit are on sale as well from one hundred and eighty bucks. Uh, so you can do that. Garmin. This is a, you know I don't even know what a Garmin Venue Two is. Garmin of course made the GPS devices. I don't even know if they're making GPS devices anymore because uh, everybody's using I, their phones. I believe it's a fitness band is that what it is okay yes uh so you so you can get it i don't know what the regular price is but it's 348 dollars. so a lot of things there's a lot of different things microsoft surface pro uh discounted down to 700 dollars. so you want to take a look now you may not necessarily want to just wait for prime day because they've got a lot of these sales going on and um save some money save some money early and you know beat the crowd by uh, the way, that any- Garmin Venue 2, it's a smartwatch, yeah. a fitness smartwatch, and the reviews are really great on it. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Just- yeah, they had they pivoted, I guess, from making handheld GPS devices. And they used to make great GPSs, you know, before well, they everybody made great had great devices. One. Yeah, I mean, they they've been yeah. in business forever. Uh, they it's, do. it's a great company. 
Yeah, exactly. So, okay, uh, I want to talk about, I've been using the last two or three years, the PAMU, P-A-M-U, which is a headset. And it came out a number of years ago, way cheaper than what you would pay for an AirPod or any, you know, high-end devices. They typically sell between $50 and $100. And they came out with what they call their PAMU Slide 2. And it's gotten enormously high uh, recommendations. People love the device. They claim that their device will not fall out of your ears. Uh, it hasn't fallen out of my ear. So, uh, you know, I don't know for sure. We should whether test it on ears. my ears because yeah, you had a problem falls with that, out. Right? Oh, everything falls out of my ears except the Huawei earbuds. Uh, interesting. Okay. So yeah, this is probably similar. It's very small. It's very compact. It comes in a self-charging case. So after you've done with it, just pop it into the case and it'll continue to charge on it. It comes with what they call digital hybrid active noise cancellation. Uh, it's now their second generation, what they call ANC technology. So it's got uh, noise reduction. It's got a stronger base than the previous ones. Uh, again, their claim, they never fall out. So we should, you know, we should try and see if that actually works. Uh, plus, they're actually quite beautiful looking, and the case is very, Marcia, you would like the case because it's a really nice-looking charging case as well. looks almost like a little piece of electronic furniture or something like that. And yeah. um, they, they have been coming out, like I say, I think this is their fourth or fifth uh, generation. They, ha they start usually with an Indiegogo campaign, which is always completely sold out. And so if you go to Indiegogo and you look for uh, PAMU Slide 2. P-A-M-U. Right, thank you. P-A-M-U, uh, made by Padmate, P-A-D-M-A-T-E. They'll give you 50% off with their super early bird discount. So if you're interested in a really nice set of earphones, uh, or earbuds rather, and you don't want to spend $300 like you have to on an Apple earbud, this is a really good device, and you can get 50% off the price uh, just prior to them shipping these out. So, um, yeah, that's that's available, and you can check them out at pamu-tech.com uh, or just... Uh, Search for Pamu Slide 2, and you'll see a bunch of videos about it as well. And uh, that's Yeah, a I'm really always nice a machine. big fan of a brands that, you know, don't really, uh, uh, that aren't you? big brands. No, that aren't yeah. big brands that are starting yeah, right. and, and doing some small stuff. Uh, that, that's important. So, streaming. My yeah. goodness. What have I told you? Let me get back to Lincoln Lawyer. Yeah. So, Lincoln Lawyer is friggin' spectacular. Huh. It's very Perry Mason-ish. Oh, there you go. The entire series that I binged is one story. The next oh, that's interesting. Okay. is going to be another story. Yeah, that's so nice. So it really, really goes into depth. The acting is superb. I have to tell you, it, this is on Netflix, and it's incredible. Everyone was asking for a... a season two and it has been approved oh nice there were 10 episodes and it's done by david e kelly whom you Who's all know fantastic yeah. yeah so it's really really good so yeah, it's I, patterned after the movie remember the matthew mcconaughey movie in 2011 yeah, good movie yep. yeah so good they movie. just took it and it's a tv series and i'm so looking forward to season two yeah, and in fact, Nev Campbell, who's a very good actress, who's been was in all the Scream movies, um, is one of the people. And I don't, and I didn't recognize a lot of the other people that are in it, but uh, I'm anxious to see it. It's got really. But good the part you're gonna like about the Lincoln Lawyer is, you know, why they call him the Lincoln Lawyer. 
Well, I thought he was because he was something to do with, was it something to do with Lincoln or where he lived? I can't remember now. No, it's he only drives Lincolns. Oh, and okay. he has this whole collection. And throughout the series, he's like driving a different one every time. The one, powder blue one with suicide doors. And his license plates are like, get out of jail. That's just, it's adorable how they tie in the Lincoln with it. But it's all vintage yeah. Lincolns. Okay, I didn't, re- I didn't remember that back that far. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, two things to talk about. One, and this one was kind of special to me, uh, at least the, the not the original, but Father of the Bride was just remade. And ordinarily, I'm not a fan of remakes of movies that I loved. You know, I know, Willy I Wonka. had to t- literally twist Kurt's arm to watch the new one. And did you enjoy it? We loved it. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I went to Andy Garcia and I, we had the same drama teacher. Oh, and funny. I'm so, I wish he had a Twitter account because uh, he did such a great job. And I did want to tell him, I probably will tell him through somebody I know, but he was fabulous. It was just yeah. an excellent, excellent movie. And it, it was really nothing was. like the Steve Martin one. Yeah, and that's, you know, that was my problem, even though I absolutely love the movie. Just as you say, I thought they did a great job. Uh, but I was, when my daughter, just before she was going to get married, the uh, I think the original movie came out or something, or maybe she wasn't even at that age yet where she was married. But it's the story, you know, you're a dad, you have a daughter, and this horrible human being who becomes your father, or your son-in-law, comes and takes your child away. And it is one of the most traumatic moments that a father can go through when you have that moment where, you know, here's my daughter. And there were so many touching moments in the original, but I have to say this one was extremely well done. As you say, very little relationship to the original movie. Well, but Mark, the original movie was not the 1991. No, Spencer Tracy and Elizabeth Taylor. And that plot was totally different than the other one. And by the way, let me throw in the in the next one. So they're all different. Great to watch. And I wanted to let you know that the series about Anna on Netflix, Inventing Anna, it's quirky and interesting and fun. Hey, join us next week. Don't forget to tell your friends we're on every streaming service. Have a good week. This is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen here for you every week. Tell your friends. Please subscribe and like us. Have a great week in tech. Bye bye. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.